You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just a Tip-Off, the NBA podcast that was not the first coach fired this NBA season. It was looking a little dicey for a second there, though. It was, but luckily, that honor went to Mr. Luke Walton of the Sacramento Kings. Surprise, surprise. Who could have seen this coming? Right, so the Sacramento Kings currently 7-12 and on the season, sitting in the 11th spot. Pushing for a 500 spot. Hey, that well, they always familiar. do at some point in the season, and we always talk ourselves up that the Kings can be a 500. I believe uh, in the man. Something about this season feels different. But, but it, it was is. not to be, and Luke Walton got fired, and I mean, if you're a Kings fan, you're probably thinking, well, that was well overdue. You know, are you going to be sad to see Luke Walton go? Do you think the Kings are going to get better or worse immediately uh, after well, losing Luke I don't Walton? know. I, you know, let me see what exact day he was fired. They didn't They didn't win their, their next uh, game, I will tell you that. It, they got blown the fuck out by the 76ers backcourt, or backups, sorry. Um, so, in the immediate short term, no. But I guess from here on, do you think it'll be like Nate McMillan of last year? Or do you think it'll be more along the lines of just training? I, you know, I think it'll be what the Kings are. It's going to be uh, subpar mediocre basketball with subpar with par being 500. Um, their squad. You I just don't hate I, it. and again, I and I swear we say that every year. We look at the roster and you're like, all right, you know, Sean Holmes is really a, a pretty decent center, to be honest. And you're like, all right, you got Harrison Barnes, not great, not bad though, and Darren Fox and Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald and look at all that potential, right? And Damian Mitchell, Davion Mitchell is looking great, especially I mean, on the defensive end. Defensive end, yeah. Offensively, not yeah. Right. Not. Yeah, but he's a rookie, right? Like, yeah, but so was Isaac Okoro last year, and I feel like he's in the same boat. Yeah, but again, anyway, one more I'm, year. I'm just looking it's, past. I, the I agree. Goggles. It's it's just you know you you think this team has enough? Just to, I mean, Marvin Bagley being a wash at best on every night is is really hurting this based on where they drafted him. Because you just team. look at everybody else around him in that draft, and it's like, oh my god, did we pick the only player in the top ten who didn't suck? <laughs> it would appear so. Like, you got to wonder if it's the team or the player. Um, you do. You do. No, but okay, so Luke Walton, what, what did you think? In, in a final salute to, uh, to that guy, is he going to be another head coach in the NBA? Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of head coaches get second opportunities. I, I think they do. I don't know if he will. I thought his hiring was very much a byproduct of the Warriors' success when the, he came yeah. in. And, when he came in as the assistant coach, and like they went when Luke Kerr was out with the uh, Luke Kerr, Luke, Steve. Uh, Steve Kerr, Mike out. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a weekend apparently. Yeah, it's been a weekend. Yeah, it's been a time. <laughs> and. But, you know, so when Steve Kerr went out with, I think he had surgery or something like that, and was out for that, that three weeks or whatever, and all of a sudden Luke Walton goes 15-0 and with the Warriors, I'm like, congratulations, a rock could have sat there and gone 15-0 and with that Warriors team. That got him a job, though. It, and it did, and it got him paid, so congratulations. But, like, I could have done as good of a job with that Warriors team because that Warriors team was just that good. 
Yeah. And because they were so, and they'd all been playing with each other for a while and they knew how to play together. Like literally you could have no coaching staff other than to call like mandatory coaches timeouts. And it's like, you would have been fine. So I think his job with the Kings was a byproduct of the Warriors. And I think it kind of blinded Kings management to, well, the Walton had no, yeah. Cause Walton or the Walton have the LA job after. No, Walton came from... He came uh, from L.A., didn't he? Oh, you know, you're right, you're right. Yes, he did have the L.A. job uh, after the Warriors, and then he was, I believe, not traded, but signed. He signed with the Kings, or he was let go or bought out, or however they did that, do that with coaches from the Lakers, and then immediately picked up by the Kings, and that was what I was told was so his whole his coaching his his whole head coaching career in my opinion has been dismal falsely advertised because of the um, the Warriors job in my opinion yeah no that's uh, pretty accurate um, so Luke Walton out of there uh, what else you what else you got we got um, let's see a couple of injured players who, who are making on the mend um, some some big names such as Zion Williamson clear for activities with the basketball true but yeah uh, true Zion and Clay Clay Thompson are born. both cleared for practice with no time will return you kind of expect that from Clay coming off of you know seemingly two decades worth of injuries it feels like Especially with the COVID year and everything. Then two full years. Two yeah. full and I mean, seasons. I don't know how much longer we can talk about, like, my God, when are we going to see Zion and his weight issues and his... It's just, you know, it's a waiting game. I think we said a couple weeks ago, oh, it's gonna probably going to be two or three weeks before we hear something, which will then say it's going to be another two or three weeks. And here we are, two or three weeks later, and they're telling us there's no timetable. Mm, yeah, uh, not a great look for the for the front office. Uh, no, and <laughs> Sam on our last podcast, we had him phone in, and he mentioned, you know, is when he's out there, he is a a Winston generation type player. But like, are the Pelicans going to be afraid to give this guy the max if he can't stay on the court for more than half a season? I mean, if the Pelicans want to be argument. if the Pelicans want to be competitive and they want to win a championship. Zion's going to have to be on that court. That's going to be very interesting. And right now, he can't be on that court. Well, when he does, when he comes back, to see what his level, his uh, production level is when he plays. I think minutes restriction? Be, think? Uh, even, even in a minutes, minutes restriction, no matter what he's able to produce, I think if it's anything like last season, he's going to get the max. He's going to get it. And there's going to be no question to it because you have to pay – Based on expectation, not based on previous history. Which and is you also kind of, and, and and with the Pelicans being a small market franchise, they get and hard no to choice. get all stars. You have to pay guys to be there. You no can't. Choice. You can't bank on someone wanting to sign there. I mean, look at look at the Bucks. You could argue a small market franchise. They just won a championship. They really didn't bring in big free agencies. They traded for Drew Holiday and they signed or traded for Chris Middleton before he was the player he is now. Tucker. <laughs> okay, but you know, and then like it's I mean, like the closest you could see is maybe well the Suns they traded for Chris Paul, correct? They did indeed. Same. So there you go. That's a trade as well. That's another smaller market team in the NBA Finals traded for a star. So unless the Pelicans can pull off some magical trade. 
they do have the draft picks to do so, um, then you it's all it's all homegrown talent. That's what they're relying on. And can you can you go in? Can you sleep with yourself? Sleep at night with <laughs> sleep with can, yourself. <laughs> it's been, can you sleep at night? Can you live with yourself yeah. if you let Zion walk? Oh man, it's the, the Pelicans are in a, a pretty bad plight here because it's a uh, much like the Lonzo Ball situation again, which I can't imagine that you guys really just said no to his offer request and. Maybe you did. Maybe you are just that dumb. But looking back on that decision and how it's really not worked out for you, I got to wonder, are you going to do the same thing with such an even more obvious max deal, no questions asked, whatever's on, even if he doesn't play this season, you should still max him. You have no choice. Especially with him being this young, you could probably trade that max because people are still fascinated by the idea of Zion. Easily, it's an asset. He, he is by far, he is not a bust, not even close to a bust yet. So, mm-hmm. so people will still be still be infatuated, but with the Zion idea, like man, what if we had him on this roster? And people will, and teams will make moves. Someone will. I feel like that's always what I think of. Someone will in the in the NBA. Someone will make that move, and someone will pay that player. Oh, yeah. It just. Happens because no, throw it to him. right. I mean, it's like I don't know if this person's going to get paid or not. And it's like, well, you could sign them on a one-year deal, and you're done with the money a year after. So who cares about it? Like, it's it's why sometimes you kind of think cap space is a little overrated. Like the Lakers, they've got their core signed, but the rest of their team is all one years, one years, one years, one years. So if you got a bunch of one years, use all your mid-level exceptions and all that stuff, then. Sure, sign these people. Who cares? They're yeah, going to be just, off your salary salary cap next year. Who, who gives a damn how much you're paying them this year? Right. But with Zion, obviously, it's a little bigger. Of course, of their uh, their future. One that's not as, I would say, detrimental to their future is, uh, or positive to their future, we'll see, uh, is Clay Thompson coming back, which the Warriors are rolling yeah, right so now, even my, without him. What's crazy is, like, I look at this roster, and I look at who's getting significant minutes, and it's not that big a difference from last year. I mean, the rookies, Kaminga and Moody, aren't playing a whole ton. Wiseman's not even back from injury yet, I don't believe. Nope. I mean, they got the, the old squad, man. The only thing... With, like, some more Jordan Poole and... Juan more Jordan Poole and, and Gary Payton. Gary Payton is coming in and playing good defensive minutes. But, I mean, you, so you got Steph playing at an MVP level. Yeah, Wiggins at 19 points per game. And here's the big one is Jordan Poole at 18 points a game right now. That's turning into a great pickup. Draymond Green doing Draymond Green things, but Otto Porter Jr. hasn't made a massive impact. Bielitsia hasn't. You obviously still have Kevon Looney and Scott Anderson. You brought Iguodala back. But other than that, it's kind of the same roster as last year, and they are – they look significantly better than they did last year. Like it bums me to say it, but I think the Warriors are back. I thought we were <laughs> thought we were done with this. Yeah, we thought, but uh, not quite. Yeah, I mean, in I mean in the in the West, there's only two teams right now in the Western Conference that you can like look at and be like, yeah, they're dominating the conference, and that's Golden State and Phoenix. And I mean, not even Utah is looking as good as they were last year, so it's it's kind of nuts how they're able to come back. Now, I don't know when we'll see Clay Thompson, as we guess. It'll probably be after Christmas, post-All-Star break at the earliest. 
you take that time in the spring to kind of get his feet wet and get, it, get his legs back under him, and then if he's 80% Clay Thompson for the playoffs, watch out. Because sheesh. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say that's um that's not a, a site that anyone the league I think is ready for. But here's the thing: I'm curious. I don't necessarily think that he's going to be as much of an impactful player as people are saying coming right out of his injury. Uh, I think Jordan Poole is still going to be their starting shooting guard, at least on a minutes basis. He's still going to have the majority of minutes. I agree. All the way through, I think, until playoffs. Um, I think Clay so, Thompson lead, leads a bench, bench mob for a while, yeah. And then once they get to the playoffs, that's when I think it switches back to their full-on Clay, Steph, Draymond trio, and then just all hell from from there <laughs> on. <laughs> that's going to be a, such a fun team to watch, and I can't wait. I'm, I'm surprised to say that, but it's uh, it, it's cool to see that that he's made it back this far. And it sounds from what from what we're hearing, he's he's looking like the real deal. It'll be interesting to see for sure. And the, the I think the Jordan Poole development for the Warriors has just been key to their success. Because I mean, wait, wait, and Wiggins is very hot and cold. I think to have someone else who can kind of pick up the slack whenever Wiggins does have a cold night. Because last year it seemed like unless Curry had a big game, what were the Warriors going to do? Because Wiggins was just so, uh, what are you going to get out of this guy tonight? And he's settling into a, a veteran role, which is nice because he has the knowledge that he's able to still. You know, he's he's give, he think he's given up the ideal that he can be the the number one guy on a team because coming out of college and in the in the Minnesota people it was him kind of that assumption, but I don't think he guy. ever had that idea. He's like, all right, cool, I got paid, that's it. I mean, but thing growing up though, like he was he was a McDonald's All American. He was a top five recruit. He was a Number one overall checked, pick, okay, right? He was he number one overall pick? Uh, he, was, he was a top five pick, at least, kinda. right? Coming out of Kansas. Like, he was he was traded, obviously. I mean, but, like, he's always... Growing up, he'd always been designated as the guy. So, now that maybe he was he's... a traded number one. Maybe he's finally realized, hey, I'm not the guy. That's not my role. And now he's settled in, and he's a good number two or number three or whatever you need him to be. Just... His high points are great. His low points are low. One on the wrong, on the wrong team don't work out. But um, no, I think that the, the Warriors are going to be a tough team to, to get past in, in the playoffs. Um, the, although saying that, the West seems like it's gotten a little bit softer in the last year. Yeah, but a lot of movement to the East. A lot of moving to the east. There's and then you know the Clippers are down because Kawhi's out and the Nuggets are down because Jamal Murray's out and Nikola Jokic at that for that matter. What's he out with? Uh, wrist injury. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you got players out. You felt that the Jazz might come back down to earth a little bit, and then you look at the other teams up there, the Mavericks. You know, Luka can be great and win you games. Kind of all they really have. Chris Porzingis has been better this year, but still not what people thought he would. The Blazers still kind of need Mc- Lillard and McCollum to be phenomenal to go anywhere. And then after that, it's kind of, all right, you got the Lakers, like, treading water, seemingly. I mean, Melo's been good off the bench, and you have your moments from A.E. LeBron and Westbrook, you know. 20 games in the season now, growing pains, figuring out. I mean, they're still 
fine. Like, they don't need to worry for a while, I don't think. Because, again, they're treading 500 ball, and 500 ball got in the playoffs last year. So, do they want to go into a play-in game? I don't think so. But if they had to, they, they could. And, I mean, I, I I think there's more parity in the East now than I... Uh, Going into the past five years, I've always thought there's more parity in the West than there is in the East. You know, top to bottom, yeah, the Warriors were always up there, but the rest of it was always really competitive. And now I look at the East, and now I think, okay, now I think the East is really competitive kind of throughout the playoffs because you got the Heat, you got the Nets, you're going to have the Bucks, and then you got the Bulls resurgence. Now the Wizards are a solid team. The Knicks showed they're not a pushover. The Sixers... When Embiid's out there, he's had he's been injured here lately. But when Embiid's out there, they're no, the Hawks can shoot outshoot anybody and shoot you out of the gym. You still can't deny Tatum and Brown for Boston. Like I, I think there's more parity in the East now than there is in the West. Which how long have we not been able to say that? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been since I think 2006, 2007 before since uh, there's been. Uh, more all-star selection, or not more all-star. Um, more all-star caliber players. More, I think the the winning percentages for East versus West teams yes. higher than West versus East. Do you, usually in the West, it was like maybe the eighth spot team was five hundred ball, and usually in the East, it's like okay, six, seven, and eight are all five hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's been a, interesting to see thus far, and I'm. Looking forward to seeing where things go. The next couple of weeks are going to be a little bit bumpy with uh, with the holiday season approaching, Christmas games and whatnot. But. I don't know what I'm going to watch on Christmas. I'm going to watch the NBA matchup. So we got you got a Browns fan here and a Packers fan here. We got a Browns Packers game on Christmas. Ooh, I got to be. I got to be. You know, if I can just sit on my couch and watch sports all day, then that's fine by me. <laughs> Family might disagree, but, you know, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I like watching sports, you know. <laughs> well, until then and until next time, we'll, uh, we'll, get, we'll talk to you soon. Peace.